0: Chapter 36 of Stories of Symphonic Music This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories of Symphonic Music by Lawrence Gilman Chapter 36 Wolf Hugo Wolf, born in Windischgrätz, Steiermark, Austria, March the 13th, 1860. Died in Vienna, February the 22nd, 1903. Penthesilea, Symphonic Poem. Footnote, without opus number. Footnote end. This symphonic poem is based on the tragedy of like-name by Heinrich von Kleist. The action of von Kleist's drama is in outline as follows. The Amazons, under the leadership of the Queen Penthesilea, go forth to attack the Greeks besieging Troy, hoping that they may celebrate at Temiscura with the young men whom they shall capture the feast of roses. The law of the Amazons requires that only those whom them have overcome in conquest may celebrate with them at the festival. Therefore, when Penthesilea encounters in battle the surpassingly beautiful Achilles, she perforce attacks him, for she is ravished by love of him. He bests her in the fight, but she is rescued by her sister warriors. Achilles learns that, Should he permit her to overcome him, he might possess her. He plans to engage her single-handed and allow her to conquer him. Penthesilea's suspicions are aroused. She becomes convinced of his trickery. Her consuming love is transformed into consuming and vengeful hate. She slays him and, together with her hounds, rents his flesh and exults lustfully in his blood. When a frenzy, which is as the frenzy of wild Salome, is at last appeased, she steps herself and sinks upon the body of her lover. Dr. Kuno Franke finds in the figure of the Amazon Queen an image of Kleist's own soul. A soul, he writes in his History of German Literature, inspired with titanic daring, driven by superhuman desire bent on conquering eternity. When the conviction first dawned upon Kleist that the whole of truth is beyond human reach, all life henceforth seemed worthless to him. When Penthesilea, instead of vanquishing the beloved hero, is overcome by him, even his love is hateful to her the ideal which she cannot fully and without reserve make hers she must destroy the god in her having been killed the beast awakes and thus immediately after that enchanting scene where the lovers for the first time and the last have been revelling in mutual surrender and delight she falls like a tigress upon the unsuspecting and weaponless man with the voluptuousness of despair. She sends the arrow through his breast, she lets the hounds loose upon him as he dies, and together with the hounds she tears his limbs and drinks his blood, until, at last, brought back to her senses, and realizing what she has done, she sinks into the arms of her death. A character so atrocious and so ravishing, so monstrous and so divine, so miraculous and so true as no other poet ever has created. Alda Roof's symphonic poem is not provided with a program. There are in the score explanatory titles for its main connected divisions. These titles have been annotated in German as follows. The translation is that published in the program books of the Chicago Orchestra in April 1904, at the time of the first American performance of the work. First, the departure of the Amazons for Troy. Amid great tumult, the fierce warriors prepare to set out on the campaign, Penthesilea in command, as is symbolized by her personal motive, which will be heard above the clashing of weapons and the shrieking of war cries. In exultation, the army assembles; the queen dashing to the front to lead in the march, which begins with a flourish of trumpets. A contrasting intermediary section leads to a resumption of the march movement; the latter dying away as the Amazons, having reached the destination, go into night encampment, as represented by the subdued roars of the kettle drums with which the movement concludes second penthesilea's dream of the feast of roses as she slumbers penthesilea's dreams carry her beyond the battle impending to the prize which awaits her after the victory over mysterious arpeggios in the violas, the flutes, oboes, and violins begin a melody in which one recognizes Penthesilea transformed into a gentle, loving woman. The dream picture becomes more and more vivid until all of a sudden the sleeper awakens. Third, combats, passions, frenzy, annihilation. Once aroused, Penthesilea is the ferocious warrior again. Challenged by the foe, she rides forth to battle. But straightway, a conflict of the emotions is suggested by the interweaving of two motives, one being mentioned as denoting Penthesilea's determination to conquer, and the other as expressive of the yearnings of her heart. Their combined development descriptive of their struggle for supremacy, mounting presently to a full-orchestra climax, from which the motive of yawning emerges in certain woodwind instruments over the subdued tremolo of the violas. But the desire for conquest soon gains the upper hand again, leading to a dramatic climax which brings to notice the motive of annihilation in the trombones opposed by the violence and woodwind with the distorted version of the penthesilea motif. The tumult subsides through a picturesque diminuendo, beautified by an expressive viola solo and leading to the reappearance of penthesilea, now tranquilized and gentle. But this mood does not last long, the orchestra passing from animation to agitation, shortly setting up A great shriek of anguish, following which is a chromatic flourish, leads to a repetition of the departure of the Amazons. But now Penthesilea goes not forth to any common struggle, nor does any dream of happiness beckon her from beyond the victory. Revenge and destruction are now her only purpose. With redoubled ferocity, the situation mounts to its tragic climax, which culminates in a frightful screech. Then a pause. Her anger spent, the unhappy queen appears once more, her face no longer disfigured with passion, but glowing with yearning and love. Thus, in ecstasy and anguish, Her young life goes out in a sigh. End of Section 36 End of Stories of Symphonic Music by Lawrence Stillman